I think the more I talk, it's almost harmful to the ones who've been here a while. <laughs> I have certain vested interests in them coming, like you know, economic ones. So, so I want to sort of keep them coming along, maybe. But it's really refreshing to see someone new. Because <laughs> it's always an introductory offer. Literally. This idea that something that you are needs a lot of fucking work, to me, is just not true. It could take a, a simple little, like, glance, or something can trigger that which is already available, yeah? So, I'm not a big believer in pounding anything in. I, I'm a believer of, uh, I have faith in mind. I don't really think we have to sit through 20 days of dissertation and stay up and not urinate and, you know, everything like that, and then something will snap and we'll will get something. But because what I found, the biggest deterrent is not being noticed much, which is there is going to be a mental activity that's going to arise, and that activity is going to imply it's you, yeah? and it's going to come after the basis of life is occurring, which is conscious contact yet it's going to suppose itself to be before. So let's say, there's an old movie I like, but it's easy. Let's say there's a clone, but it has human programming, yeah? And the corporation that programs it realizes they work better if they have some purpose and some story, you know what I mean? And some place to get back to, so they'll work harder to get the job done. So they create a little narrative. And so, and then they put some, they got, they put some, uh, things in the room, pictures of the Boston Red Sox, and they have a Boston Red Sox hat, and he's a Boston Red Sox fan. He has a family with two kids on Earth, so he wants to get there, and he's got only a couple more days, and so on and so forth. And it does, he does goes about his work, but he has this narrative while he's going about the work. And then one day, he runs into an indisputable amount of evidence that he's a clone. Yeah, because he found finds like a hundred or a thousand of them downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looks exactly like. Yeah, so so you would think, oh, that's fine. A clone finds out it's a clone. I mean, so what? It's already a clone. It's not anything revelatory. But when the clone finds out it's a clone, the first thing that catches that message is the human programming. Now, the human programming may react to being a clone so much different than the clone would react to being a clone. Yeah? To the human, it may be terrible news that it's a clone. All the meaning of its life drains out. What about my wife and the Red Sox and this and that? You know, you know what I mean? It, would be, it could be really, really a huge bummer to the human programming. You see? But it's a clone. I mean, it's the easiest... The invitation is like totally unnecessary unless there's a human programming involved. The clone, the clone is being a clone all day. He just thinks, or it just thinks that it's a human. So it needs a minor correction when it's wet, and when the correction takes hold, there was, there was realized there's no need for a correction because it's been a clone the whole time. It never wasn't a clone. It doesn't have to go to a, a camp to get de, de-human programming because it's a clone. It just has to see. But the fact is, the clone seems to be saddled with something that will catch whatever information comes in and misdirect it to another reference point. So now, 
the hearing the message of the clone gets redirected to the reference of being a human, which could be really a bummer. You know, Jesus Christ. My family, that I have no family. See, let's say there was no possibility of ever having a family. It probably wouldn't kick up much shit. But then if you had a belief you had a family, and then it's taken away, whoa! What an apocalyptic event. Really? But in a sense, the clone never had a family to begin with. So, I, I can't have a family, so you've been doing cloning pretty well, not having one. You know, but because he, they had an idea, a belief took hold, that I have a family, then the loss of the family can be totally, totally demoralizing. Do you see it? It's such a beautiful example, because all, the, all that's needed to see is that which you're not. And when you see that which you're not, and you can only see it as an activity because there is no thing doing the activity. There's an activity that's making a sense of a thing. Yeah? But there's no thing that's doing the activity. But the activity implies there's a thing. Really, that's how it goes. So, if you, if you fall into the, the interpretation that you're a thing, then this sets off this whole situation, this whole dilemma. Because now it can even go to such a point where the thing may have a desire to become a non-thing, which it already is. <laughs> but it wants to become the non-thing as the thing. So to become a non-thing as a thing, obviously, given that impossibility, it can riff like it's going to take lifetimes of purifying the thing. It's going to take lifetimes of the thing practicing because it's really difficult shift from thing to non-thing. It's sort of like turning oil into water or water into oil. Yeah, they don't really mix, so to speak. So, so it could be a really daunting task if you see the message from the thing. But if you hear the, if the mind hears the message, and I'm telling you, these talks are not directed at anyone here. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to big M mind. You know, whatever you want, whatever it seems to mean to you. I'm talking to big M mind about a you. Yeah? Because the, the, the closest you can become to being a you is believing you're a you. Yeah? One out of zillion, seemingly. And so, with the, the message, because I, I realize talking to you about mine is pointless. <laughs> because then it's going to... Exactly what I'm talking to you about mine is really you need to have the conversation in the mind about a you. <laughs> if you have a case conversation with you about mind, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah? Because the you will still be established. But if you talk to mind about the you, and it goes, ooh, wait a minute. You know, it gives that little dog curiosity. Hey, wait a minute. And then as soon as it starts, hey, what's going on here? And then because it's, it's total engagement in it, that's why it seems to be so. This place is, let's say, inherently not real, then how can it seem so real because it's appearing to be real to what's real? We're dreaming. Reality is dreaming. Yeah? So when reality hears that it's dreaming and it's been putting up with, let's say, seemingly with bad knees and fucking swollen livers and no, no calls, or you get a robo calls and bills, knowing... You know, you know, it's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> because the, the you right now probably wants to get out of the you. I mean, it's fucking, 
you know, <laughs> so it's got too many joints and too many things that could be bothering it. But when the U tries to get out of the U, the system has a fail-safe mechanism that the self's never going to get out as a self. And actually, the self will seem more supreme and more real when you're t- attending, trying to get out of it. So you can't, the typical escape route that you believe is available isn't available in this one, because you can never escape from an imaginary place. <laughs> if you try to get out, what, if you, humbly, try to get out of what you're not in, that's going to make what you seemingly are in real. The urge to get out has to be predicated on the reality of what you're in. Yeah. <laughs> or there would be no urge to get out. If you saw it was an imaginary place, what would you need to do? Absolutely nothing. And how long would it take to escape? No time at all. There you go. What would something that takes absolutely nothing to do to get out of, and, sh- and there's no time to get out of it, must point to some curious point that you're it. Yeah? <laughs> The buck stops here. There's nothing you can't take. You can't take anything farther back than what's seen. The whole thing, humbly, is to see this little maneuver that the mental state does, which is, like Ramana Maharshi says it in a beautiful way. We call the whole essence of it as an activity called selfing. Yeah, and this is that the mental state is presupposing a non-existent thing to be, you know, and then it wants, so it's presupposing the existence of this non-existent thing, and then, when that's in place, then it pursues salvation for the non-existent thing. If salvation means a latte, if salvation means getting screwed, if salvation means, whatever it is, salvation can mean tons of things, but it's not going to, it's going to be for the non-existent thing. Now, if that was the beginning of a scripture, you would never read the rest of the scripture. You could just stay right there. Because then you would see that what's reading the rest of the scripture is a non-existent thing, and it's looking to get salvation through the scripture for the non-existent thing. You would apply, you would apply the warning in your own event, and then everything could be revealed. You would see it. This isn't an arbitrary philosophical point to debate. It's a warning so that you can recognize this activity. Because if you recognize the activity, you're not looking from the activity. When you're seeing the activity, there's freedom because there's no possibility of what's seeing being bound by the activity. But if you look from the activity, you're the thing that is bound by the activity. So the seeing, our inherent preconditioned condition, the seeing of what you're not is what we are. The seeing of it. You finally see what you just assumed to be you, what you presumed to be you, what you inferred, implied, all of this. You see it as an activity, selfing. So it's beautiful. It says, all right, so there's the presupposing of non-existent thing. That's in place. Now your life is based on trying to get salvation and satisfaction for the non-existent thing. Why do you think you go crazy on your seat assignments on airplane trips? You want to get a softer seat for your ass. Yeah. We're living for the body in most cases. We're calling it me, but it's basically body maintenance. You know, I should bring a pillow here. You ever see retreats? 
the first day, 10-day meditation retreat, everyone has the little pillow. After three days, there's a mountain of pillows. They're trying so they can still meditate, but they're, you know, suddenly they just go, fuck it, and they lay down. But basically, you come in, it's like ants have built the colony, and they're trying to sit there, because it's unbearable. <laughs> they're not meditating for their souls, they're meditating for their body. <laughs> so, if that's in place, hey, there's a presupposing, and it's beautiful. Supposing means assuming, you know, you just assume that, you know, I've got a lot of money in my bank account. And so when the credit cards don't go through, you're like sort of astonished. But you hadn't checked your balance in a while, but you just assumed you had money, which you didn't have. <laughs> so this is even weirder because you're presupposing. Pre. So what does that mean? This is how I feel about it. There's a supposing that you're a, non, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity right now. But when, you, when the mental state supposes it right now, it presupposes it. So now you suddenly are the alpha and the omega of everything. Now you are seeing, you are hearing, you are feeling, you are touching, you are touching, tasting, you're doing, you're thinking, you're all this. Suddenly, you're cast as the big, the big kahuna, so to speak. And then frustration arises completely because these things that you feel you have precedent over don't seem to listen to you. The thought system seems to just go off as it goes off. And you'll beg it, please, I have a big appointment tomorrow. Can you shut off at 11? You can have all day the next day. You can drive me crazy the whole weekend. But just give me this one night. Stop at 11. And you can start up at 8.01. So I get nine hours of sleep. You're up at one, you're up at two. The freaking, the, the, the herd is just rollicking around, thinking about what's not happening. So it's very frustrating because if I'm the thinker, it sort of seems to lend me some power over thoughts. But do you have any power? Same thing with feelings. If you watch when people share about feelings, they go, oh, I didn't want to feel that. The feeling arises, consciousness is noting it, then the mental state arises as you as the feeler, it, you're presupposed, and you go, hey, I didn't want to feel that, but you felt it. <laughs> I didn't want that to happen, but it happened. <laughs> I mean, constantly, all day. You're getting disappointed and frustrated all the time, but the stubbornness of the presupposing is amazing. It doesn't, it doesn't even waver no matter how much evidence is produced in front of it <laughs> that it's not managerial quality, that it's not, it's not, it's not, it's, and it just is mind-boggling. I mean, the evidence just comes pouring in, you know, nope, 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 you just go keep going on. <laughs> Going on. This time it's going to work. You know what I mean? I'm going to think myself into an incredible state of being or whatever. Or do myself into it. So then it says, all right, so this presupposed you non existent thing is taken to be us, and then we want to get relief from it, obviously. Or, for, you know, actually for it, not from it. From it is the cool thing. For it. We're trying to get relief for it. Or we could have a huge narrative that I'm trying to get relief as it through it, by it. Yep. And then he goes, if this is the case, hey, guess what? You know those things that you do that you think are different than all the other shit you do, like spiritual practices? Yeah, well, here. Your spiritual practices themselves will be used to reinforce the non-existent thing, 
And if that's the case, if that's the precedent, if that's the imperative, how could they defeat it? How could they kill it? How could that which is giving life to the non-existent thing kill it? Whoops! There goes your spiritual pants. You're sitting there. Your Honor, you treat this dawn, so you, you leave even before lunch. You won't even wait. i got to get that one sumptuous meal. No, you're out of there. Because something hits you, and it's okay. I have someone that some people know this dude. He's, a, he's from Zen, and I remember I, li- I liked one of his stories, which was, he's in a group, and he's sharing a big group, and he goes, it's an old Zen story. I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. So you're like, oh, wait a minute. So, all right, let's keep that, you know. Yeah, I can see that not including me as being right on this bank. You know, this is what the head does. It hears, it goes, oh, yeah. But you don't realize you're exactly in the example that's being given. (laughs) And then he goes, well, maybe it passed by a lot of people's heads. So he goes, you know, it's even funnier that it's like I'm a man in the river selling water. (laughs) And then I got up and left. (laughs) Because I was wet. I'm already inherently wet. It's much better for me to give water than to buy water. It's much, re- it's much, in a sense, much more healthy for the water to move through me to see it as a commodity for me to get. Yes? This is the freedom. The freedom is from bondage of self. Bondage is an activity that is of self. Self being identified as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity is the activity of bondage. Before you think you're bond, you have bondage, you're bound already. You're bounded to the idea that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And then there's a lot of other variations of bondage that it will think it has because that's its movement. It will claim whatever it comes in contact with. So the bondage is of the identification, and now the mind in identification starts claiming all these other forms of bondage. My wife, the job, blah, 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 you see? But really, the bondage is of self. The activity of being seemingly taking yourself to be a self attracts impossibilities and makes them seem possible. That I'm bound by this, I'm bound by that, I'm bound by my knee, I'm bound by that, ba 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 on and on and on and on and on. And therefore, the urge to get relief and freedom for, or as, or by the self is paramount. When the only freedom is from it. All the other freedoms are commerce. So it's from the bondage of self. If there's freedom, and I inherit... See, it's not a freedom like we think we have. Oh, I had a long day, and now I'm free to do anything I want to do tonight. No, it's a freedom prior to bondage and freedom. Yeah? It's an inherent freedom that from there, you see the, all, the bondage has never happened. It can only seem to be happened to the mind that's bound in the idea of being a self. That's what happens. We unleash the gate on the dogs of hell, in a sense. Yeah? The bondage of self is what allows all these riffings that go on and seem so normal and ordinary to have any footing whatsoever. There'd be no traction in them if there wasn't a bondage of self. And there isn't a bondage of self. That's the good news. They can only seem to be Seeming is, it appears to be true or false to you. You see the huge role we have here? Everything here is seemingly so. 
it's either true or false to us. We override it. We override everything here. We're giving everything all the meaning it has. What could do that other than reality? You know, the Course in Miracles says it in so many ways. A few of them have always stuck with me. And one of them, which I love, because it's like the diagram of everyone's day, is that you and I are the dreaming. I don't like being the dreamer, but you and I are the dreaming of the dream. And to me, there's not even a dream. It sounds like a dream. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm the driver of the car. There's a car. No, there's the dreaming of the dreaming, really. I don't see it as a thing. It's an activity. So, you and I are the dreaming of the dreaming, and then we somehow, seemingly, forget that. Yeah? How does that happen? Well, it doesn't. It can only seem to happen to the dreaming. The dreaming has to, the dreaming makes what's impossible seem possible. So, the dreaming suddenly now takes itself to be a thing, and in this condition, it says, what will happen? Well, now... The dream now being identified as this, forgetting that you're the dreaming, all the meaning that you've given things will have now have a sudden miraculous ability to affect you as this. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? So you and I are the dreaming of the dream. Whoa, 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 whoa! Everything going on, and suddenly though we become identified as the dreamt. Right as soon as be- as soon as this becomes in place, just like the bondage is of self, as soon as the dreaming taken to be real is of of identification, when the dreaming identifies as the dreamt, suddenly, now, everything I've dreamt has the ability to affect me. Sounds like your day. Not seeing it clearly, some play the victim, some play the perpetrator, some play this, some play that. It produces zillions of roles. The one imaginary role produces zillions of little YouTube videos of itself in different situations, action, do da 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 It's amazing. But all of the basis, it's all based on the identification as what you're not. And if you are that, yeah, that doesn't need any identification with, you're being it. It's so beyond identifying with it or knowing it. it you, you're it. Yeah. So if something can seem to be real or not real, I humbly believe it has to appear that way to what's real, which is us. Somebody can talk to me until I'm blue, they're blue in the face about how real something they think something is, and I'm not seeing it, feeling it, tasting it. It's not real to me. I have total immunity to their seeming reality. But they are totally broken. They're totally screwed. They're creating incredible mental, emotional suffering from something that's actually not happening. And if I was holding the same thing they were believing to be about themselves as about me, it could possibly do the same event. It's not the thought. It's the my. The my of the thought. The action doesn't bind you. The action is used to bind you through the my. It's your action. It's the your that produces the bonding mechanism. If you see that, you can be free from it. How for how long? Like now? Where? Here? What more do you want? A promise you'll be there eight years from now? Who cares? The one you're thinking about being eight years from now, you won't be that anyway when you arrive. You've been worrying about a fucking stranger your whole life. If you met the person called Paul that you were worrying about, they wouldn't even recognize you. 
you know, maybe you'd have a vague resemblance physically, but there's a whole other selfing going on. So basically, you're worrying about someone, a total, complete stranger for your whole life. That's insane to me. So the message is very, very simple. Very simple. There's no need for a message. The message is like a little invitation. It says, there's a party, and then the time is now, and the, and the location is here. There you go. And we just keep inviting and inviting and inviting. It's like I'm a mailman. I don't want to go in and read the letter with you. I'm just giving you the letter. Yeah, say goodbye. We go off our own little ways. And because I have total faith that you were already that. I do. I don't think you need a giant three-week retreat. I really don't. I think you need a little reminder until you don't need a reminder. And then maybe the reminders will be a joy. Uh, we'll keep it short and sweet, eh? We can go on and on, but what's the point? You don't want to flog a dead horse. It's a dead horse. If you talk too much about it, you're resuscitating it once again. You don't see that the, the self claims everything it comes in contact with. It has no off-limits. 5,000-year-old spiritual conditions, it will ride it like a fucking jockey rides a horse. It has no... Oh, I, that's too noble for... No, it doesn't see things that way. It's sort of like a parasitical movement that its major urge is to express. It wants to be able to make a ripple here. And it can't do it on its own. It has to have an instrument to play through. And we are the instrument. Things take you over. You call them emotions, like anger or something. And they play a few notes. And sometimes just a few notes can seemingly ruin a whole life. That's its urge. It's like a, it's it's like bubbling over to try to get out here and make an impression. Yeah, because right now thoughts are just thoughts. There's nobody. There's no one's thoughts. It's only when the my. It's like a my is like a, like a giant mitt that goes up into this fucking i the me cloud. Let's say not i cloud. Me cloud. Tons of information. Nobody's information. But then the me goes up there, grabs something downloads it and then it finds expression and it may take weeks to get there it leads you to fuck it you know you know they're out to get you you haven't said anything yet you can't be arrested for anything and suddenly you go you know I hate you to your girlfriend now you may have thought that 800 times in 7 years but the one time you say it becomes an unforgettable marker in the story of time he never forgets it. You know what I mean? And now, now, from her reaction, you own the thought. It's gotten out. You're tattooed now. Now, you can forget that you said it, but she probably won't. And then by the time she's through calling everybody in three days, they won't. So, <laughs> so it'd be much nicer to have an immunity, or let's say the allure of thought would, would lose its veneer because it's not the thought, it's a, because it's about you, really. That's the truth. The, the, it's like the nectar that the, our little insectual brain sees <laughs> is the mind. It's all about me. That's the only reason why it goes to those flowers. <laughs> really. <laughs> so, if you could just see a, see a thought as a thought, a thought comes and goes. Yeah. Millions of them. Every, every once in a while, some come out and find expression, like, you know, they help you find your car keys or something like that. That's cool. 
you know what I mean? Or you, or you put word to a great idea that came out. But most of it is just left to be like fucking. You don't want to invade that like asteroid belt, you know. You'd rather just let it go, just keep going, or you'll just one could ruin the whole Earth. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to <laughs> attract it with your magnetism of my, <laughs> because once it comes into your atmosphere, it can be quite unruly. Yeah, like some people, they're led to drink again, and shit, they can never find sobriety again. That's how powerful it can be. It's not the thought. The thought's used. It's the mind. It's mind dreaming. If you could see one thing from this talk, maybe look at a stream of the thoughts going through your head, and I'll tell you, if you just can... Don't jump on any one of them, if you possibly can. Just watch the horses go by. You'll sense something there. And after a while, you'll be able to recognize the activity of mind. You'll see the mind. You'll sense it. You'll sense the my that precedes the feelings. You'll sense which actually don't precede the feeling. They come after the feeling, but they presuppose to be before. Yeah? So you start owning everything that happens. Once you see that, these talks will make a lot more sense, really. And you'll see that just in case, just because you're used to it, used to it maybe you don't have to carry that backpack with like 300 pounds of rocks. Yeah? Maybe you could put it down. Maybe you wouldn't, you'd stop blaming all the hills for being so high. If you just took those 300 pounds off and be able to ride up the hills. Maybe you may realize that you, you would be able to travel life in a way of, of a much lighter way, no matter what your geography was, because you've dropped down the weight that's inherently involved with you. Yeah? Yeah, so whatever. It's good... The point is, is not to hear this, is to see what, what thinks it hurt it. <laughs> it's to see that activity, that myth that always arises and claims it. Because the first video we ever did was about this, which was the lion and the sheep. So let's just say a lion is identified as a sheep. It lives as best it can. It's not that happy. You know? It doesn't look good with like curly hair. You know, teeth a little too big to chew cud gets in the way out. Yeah. But it keeps on, it doesn't know any better, so it does the best it can. Sleeps with other sheep and everything like that. And then one day, someone comes in and they're talking about uh, being a lion. And even, even the, that lion, being identified as a sheep, would hear the message of you're a lion as I can become like a lion. That's how stubborn this little mental activity is, yeah? As soon as, as, long as, it, as soon as it neuters your sense of what you are actually being, yeah, it may even bring a situation in your life where you, as what you truly are, will be introduced as a topic that what you truly not can study. So now the lion will try to become like a lion, but with this huge disadvantage of it takes itself to be a sheep. <laughs> So it's going to may have to take eight years of roaring lessons to get out one roar. When if it just realized it wasn't a sheep, it'd roar like that. Yes? This is what happens. If you see the burglar, the heist won't, may not be able to complete itself because it's up to you, really, in a sense. You have to rely on that true virtue that you have, which is you are seeing. 
you are awareness. You're not, you're not practicing awareness. How could, mind, how could mind be mindful? That's what it is. How could you practice a, a quality of mind? <laughs> I mean, mind is mindful. That's what it is. Right? How can you practice mindfulness? You'd be like mimicking the quality of mind, and when you mimic, you neuter. You, you, you distort, don't you? That's it. I bet I'll get in trouble with a lot of stuff there. Gotta 